This is Murders, Ghosts, and Everything in Between. That's Rinky. And that's Karishma. And we are going to be actually jumping back to our murders part today. So Yes, after yeah. a while. After a while, we, yeah. Because yeah. we've been rambling on about random things. Oh, for sure. For, like, oh. what, three episodes now? Four I guess. Episodes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is actually our ninth episode. I can't believe that. I can't believe it. I honestly, it feels like we have like maybe three episodes so far. Yeah, but I mean, we don't have like that many listeners. So, you know, like it may be because of that because we're not really doing it as often. Apparently, like when you do it more often, like there's more people listening to you. But that must be nice. we (laughs) We don't have the time to do it every week. So, yeah, this is gonna have to do for now. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Also, I find it really cool how you could look at the stats that day. Yeah. And look yeah, at yeah. people where they were from. And it's creepy. It's so <laughs> cool. Yeah. If you're listening to us from Russia, which was amazing that someone did listen to us yeah. from Russia. And just like random. And yeah. it doesn't even just say the country. But it says like the not area. to Yeah. And not to dissuade yeah. people from listening because <laughs> that's not the point. But it actually says like specifically like the city. Which yeah, is cool. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but that was, I found that. Yeah, and there's a lot of people from the States. Which yeah, is cool. which is also amazing. So it's not just us, us two. Yeah. Re- listening Listen, to us on repeat. Yeah, yeah. Also, I find that hilarious that your dad listens to us. Yeah, me yeah, not so much. He has such a low opinion of me now. I guess. Yeah. He just, he has, well, I don't, I don't know his opinion of anybody really. Listening. No, I think it's really cute that he listens to us and that at least we have at least one other person listening to us Shout besides. to my dad. Exactly. Never Thank you, Masa. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for boosting our listeners. Um, yeah, so today, mm-hmm. do we want to jump into the topic right away? Yes, yes. Or do we want to do something a little positive beforehand? We should do like a fun fact. We but should. like yeah. I'm, I'm sure so many podcasts do it. So yeah, like yeah. you know, I'm sure they already know all the facts. Yeah, if they're listening to the podcast, if they're listening to us, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we should twist up the facts and give them wrong information. Yeah, I think we already do that. Maybe <laughs> we <laughs> just like off of that. Yeah, yeah. Half the information we give to people, not really. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is, yeah. is incorrect, anyways. Yeah. So, so that's fun. <laughs> no, but we try. We try to do the research. Mm-hmm. So that's all that meant. I mean, I'm hoping. Like, I try to look at sites that are mm-hmm. educational. Yeah. So you know, it's as relevant and normal as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, like conspiracy so theories, like, uh, like the topics that we were looking at for mm-hmm. next episode. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> the sites were not the best. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, as I'm sure and you there, found it and too. And there's like <laughs> token conspiracy theory <laughs> exactly. sites, you know, with exactly. like the slow loading yeah, JPEGs but like you're and not like gonna, great you're backgrounds <laughs> and like just very sketchy. But you're overall. not gonna find, you're not gonna find any like educational sites yeah. with like conspiracy theory yeah. on it or like journal articles yeah, yeah. that are peer reviewed, you know, <laughs> because you're That's reptile on people like exactly. journal article. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So we're not gonna find that. So yeah. that area is like shitty sites are yeah. fine. And, like, when it's, like, this topic, like, where it's murders or something, I want to go for something that's more, like... Credible. Yeah, exactly. So, like, this site is, what, um, entirely dedicated to the Black Dahlia, which is the case that we're going to cover today. Yeah. So, it's, like, a educational site because it ends in dot edu so i'm assuming it's yeah. an educational site nice nice <laughs> you know nice detective skills if it's not yeah then i'm sorry but that's where we got our information from anyways yeah. So. so yeah today is also going to be a little different from our normal so do you mm-hmm. want to cover and it's that the first time that we're doing this format yeah um so basically gutter research like the first bit of the case and like the case, basically, and what happened, and I researched the suspects, which is more so after mm-hmm. everything occurs. It's normal. So this episode is just going to be the Black Dolly. So this is this is good. So we're yeah. trying it out. Let us know what you think, mm-hmm. um, if this works or not. Yeah. Also, pause here. Now. Here comes <laughs> wait, the wait, no, don't scheme. pause yet. Yes. Don't pause yet. <laughs> Listen to me first and then pause. Mm-hmm. So go tell one person about our podcast. Okay. Like, 
yeah. tell them to listen to us. Just boost our listeners a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so let's jump into the case. So um, today we're going to be talking about the Black Dahlia, as mm-hmm. I already said. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anyone knows this. I'm sure you do if you're part mm-hmm. of the true crime community. But this is one of the most like famous Hollywood murder cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so the crime took place on um, January... Well, the body was discovered on January 15th, 1947 in L.A. by Betty Bersinger. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was a local housewife, and uh, she'd left her home on Norton Avenue in Limert Park. Limert Park? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. (laughs) But yeah, Uh, that section of the city, she'd left her home, and she was headed for a shoe repair shop with her three-year-old daughter, which is horrifying to me. That Why? there was a little kid there at present. Oh, Because okay. we, yeah, yeah. we know what happens. Right, <laughs> you right. Know? For but me, yeah. I was, like, so immersed in the story because I'm imagining her, like, going with a kid to, like, because I, yeah. Yeah. It blocked out the rest. <laughs> yes, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So right. the two of them are walking up the street, and they approach the corner of Norton Avenue and 39th Street, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, Street. I, I don't know because it just said 39th. Mm-hmm. And then they were passing by a lot of empty lots Mm -hmm. and these were empty because it had been just a year and a half since world war ii ended Mm -hmm. and a lot of the construction hadn't started back up yet Mm -hmm. um so betty and her daughter were walking on these sidewalks along these empty lots and Mm -hmm. then she noticed something amongst these weeds in one of the empty lots and she didn't think much of it Mm because a lot of people would throw their shit into these lots because yeah. they were empty, because why not, you know, yeah. litter everywhere. Of course. But, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, she looked at the object, and she thought it was a mannequin mm-hmm. from a store. Uh, and she was like, that's a weird thing to throw away. Mm-hmm. But it was even weirder, because the mannequin was separated from the, ha- like, from the waist okay. area. And, like, that is okay. Because I've seen, I've seen mannequins that are, like, if you're If you're a store... And you just want to throw yeah. garbage away. Why would you cut it in half and then? Well, throw maybe it? You know, that's why I'm dispose of. Like if it's a mannequin. If it's a mannequin, not a body. <laughs> totally not reading into anything here. <laughs> but if it's yeah. a mannequin. <laughs> but yeah, um, so she obviously found that super strange that it was cut in half and thrown away, and then she continued walking. But then she felt like something was kind of off, so she went back. Um, and good for her that her instincts took over mm-hmm. and she went back because upon closer look, mm-hmm. she realized that it wasn't a mannequin at all, mm-hmm. that it was a body mm-hmm. of a woman. Yeah. And yes. she was severed in half. And obviously sure. Betty was horrified and she screamed and like her instincts, I'm guessing, took over because she quickly took her daughter away from the scene. Thank God, yeah. So I'm hoping the daughter didn't see anything and wasn't fully scarred for life. Yeah. <laughs> you know but yeah um so she, uh betty took her daughter mm-hmm. and her like she went to a nearby house to call yeah. the police because apparently back in the day it was safe enough to go to people's houses you know yeah anywhere that's... randomly without having to worry about them murdering you or tying you up in their basements so like there were a lot of murders happening but it wasn't as common or it wasn't as publicized maybe, okay yeah, you know yeah, for sure so yes, the, she went to this person's house and then she called the police from there. And the first officers to arrive on the crime scene, they were actually arrived pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And their names were Frank Perkins and Will Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. And when they it's very like a duo, like yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, so with, cute. like classic yeah. duo yes. names. <laughs> um, yes, but I I always like that that they have someone there, like mm-hmm. where they have a partner, you know, yeah. present. Yeah. So you're. If you're scarred, you're not scarred alone. You're scarred together. So you have a buddy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, a (laughs) buddy. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So when they noticed the naked body of the woman, they confirmed Betty's story and then they called for backup. Because I'm sure you need other people there to examine the crime scene. Mm -hmm. So anyways, LAPD noted that the woman's body had been posed Mm -hmm. Um, and she was lying on her back with her arms raised over her shoulders and her legs had been spread to make it look seductive. But obviously it was very gruesome. Gruesome. Yeah. Because she was cut in half. Yeah. Um, and there were cuts all across her body and her oh mouth gosh. had been sliced to extend her smile from ear to ear. So this is, I imagine, like the Joker smile. Yeah. <laughs> the- it, it, which is horrifying. That's absolutely terrifying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So the investigators believe that she'd been tied down and tortured for several days before her body was disposed. Mm -hmm. And this was based on the rope marks around her wrist, ankles, and waist. Super gory. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And a strange thing that was that there was no blood on the body or around the body Mm -hmm. on the grass anywhere. So it was determined that she was probably murdered somewhere else and then was dumped here Mm -hmm. later. Um, after her blood had been cleaned off. That's so crazy. Which is scary, but yeah. Super, yeah. And the crime scene was immediately contaminated by media, Mm -hmm. civilians, and some junior officers who probably didn't know what to do to preserve the evidence. the media there, though? Apparently, before... before, Yeah, before the... Some of the media was there before some of the police arrived. Oh, my gosh. It was like the news spread that fast, apparently. So what? Who who is going around spreading this news? I don't know. I don't know how the media finds out half the stuff. Ridiculous. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So they contaminated the crime scene, uh-huh. and then her body was taken to a morgue mm-hmm. as soon as they could because mm-hmm. they wanted her identified because they didn't know who this woman was. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the morgue, they lifted her fingerprints, but weren't able to send them to the FBI headquarters in Washington D.C. Okay. until a week later because there was a snowstorm oh my gosh yeah or winter storm i made snow up because we always have snowstorms here (laughs) (laughs) so there was a winter storm so her like fingerprints couldn't be sent Uh for a whole while Mm -hmm. but the fbi was able to identify her as a 22 year old elizabeth short 22 years old this is like this is literally like i don't i don't know i think that's like our age so it's so shocking it is it is I don't know. It's shocking regardless, but, like, it's even more shocking because she's super young. And so much potential. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, like, she had more than half her life ahead yeah. of her. Like, way more. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. So, I don't want her to be defined by her death only. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to go a little bit into her mm-hmm. background and her history and just, you know, mm-hmm. give her a, I don't know, proper, proper like... Yeah, justice. Like yeah, I mean, this not is justice, not justice because yeah, but like, like you know, do the just, case. Yeah, justice, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Give her a little bit of background. Um, so Elizabeth Short was born on July 29th, nineteen twenty four, in Hyde Park, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, shortly after she was born, her parents moved to the entire family to Medford, Massachusetts, and she had two sisters who were older than her. Mm-hmm. And then after they moved, I'm guessing she had two more sisters. So there were five sisters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just sisters? That is, yeah. She had five. Uh, like, five. Were, well, yeah, all of them were like five siblings uh-huh. and they're all sisters. So. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, that, that, I is, mean, uh, that sounds like an insane house. Yeah. I would not be able to survive with yeah. five I can barely survive with one. Where, like, <laughs> one five kids. Like, yeah. imagine yeah. a mother, like, five girls fighting over shit all the time. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming, because I don't have a sister, yeah, so I yeah. wouldn't know. Um, so Elizabeth's dad, Cleo, um, designed and built miniature golf courses for a living, which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, sign me up for that job, because I want to I so do niche. it. It's That's so fun. Niche. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds really fun. Yeah. But yeah, um, but when the Great Depression happened, mm-hmm. um, he left his wife, Phoebe, and his five daughters. All of them. He just left them. He faked his own death by leaving an empty car near a bridge and he made the police think that he jumped into the river that's below. so trashy exactly exactly just leave don't fake your own exactly. death why are you doing that to your family exactly um so this kind of left phoebe the mom um mm-hmm. with to deal with the daughters in the great depression mm-hmm. by herself and she had to raise her five daughters all on her own that's crazy. which is unimaginable mm-hmm. and crazy yeah but yeah, so one day, randomly, Cleo decided to contact Phoebe. Okay. And then he apologized to her for this whole shit that he oh did and God. he left her That's in. That's just stupid. But yeah. Yeah. And told her that he'd moved to California so and like, wanted okay. to come home now. Guess this. So, okay, he everybody thought he was dead, grieved, and then he's exactly. like, oh, I'm going to do this again yeah, on my family. <laughs> yep. And, ugh. Yeah, yeah. So years later, he does this shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, anyways, Phoebe understandably didn't want to see him again and didn't want anything to do with him, which is like totally understandable. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, and this is all going to be relevant later because it just is. (laughs) So yeah. Um. So Elizabeth was called 
Betty and Beth by her friends and family. Mm -hmm. And she was said to be a really beautiful girl. And if you search up her picture, she actually is really classically beautiful. Like, she has these really light eyes and super dark hair. I've seen She's very, like, glam, like, Hollywood glam. She's very striking. Yeah. Like, you can't just Yeah, and her cheekbones are, like, these beautifully high cheekbones. Like, she's very beautiful. Yeah, like, when she, like, walks in the room, you know it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so the entire short family, including Elizabeth, they Mm -hmm. loved movies because this was their only form of entertainment. Yeah. that they could afford mm-hmm. and naturally Elizabeth was drawn to the theater to escape her reality which was I'm sure very sad growing up in the yeah. Great Depression era yeah. so um she was described as sweet funny charming and someone who could easily ha- like you could easily have a conversation with mm-hmm. I like that, yeah. yeah which like I like because mm-hmm. I I feel like she seemed like the friend like you want her as a friend yeah you know yeah, yeah. so um a friend in our neighborhood of hers um said that they both wanted to be movie stars when they grew up, so they used their uh, the short porches, like the short houses porch. Okay. You know the porch outside Elizabeth's house. Yeah, yeah. To as a makeshift stage, and then they would like sing there for hours and put on plays. And That's cute. she was over like overall, she was a normal girl, normal yeah. kid. You know, yeah, who yeah. wanted to be a movie star, mm-hmm. and she had a big dream. Because this reminds me of me, because I have a big dream. <laughs> I don't want to be a movie star, but I want to make a difference. Yeah. But yeah, you know, um, so this leads to why I covered the family story, because um, Elizabeth, when mm-hmm. she got a little older, mm-hmm. her dad, Cleo, invited her to live with him in California. So, um, and sad. because moving to California would allow Elizabeth to pursue her dream of becoming a movie star, yeah. she was like, okay, I'll move there, you know. Oh my god. And my dad's there, so obviously... Yeah, yeah. Your so, dad who left you and then exactly. freaking, like, put you through so much mental yeah. agony. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. But, like, at the same time, like, he was reaching out to her, you know? And, like, as someone whose family, no matter what. And like, she was still you, young. She's like, a young she's, kid. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you want to, like, have yeah, a connection, And I she guess. probably still idolized him. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So she moved to Vallejo, California mm-hmm. in 1943. Okay. But her relationship with her dad became sour really quickly. Mm-hmm. Because her dad would tell her that she was lazy, mm-hmm. bad at housekeeping, and would comment on her dating habits. This is, like, the shittiest Thing. dad ever. Yeah. Also, I feel like the dad kind of just wanted her to, like, do things, you know? Like, yeah. Like, he didn't like, want why her to pursue a career. But tell like, her that you're bad at housekeeping. Yeah. You, like, like, you clearly main. expect some exactly. housekeeping if you're telling exactly. somebody that, like, you're bad at it. Exactly. Like, She's your daughter, not mm-hmm. your maid. Like, calm down. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so in the um, mid in mid nineteen forty three, he kicked her out, mm-hmm. and she was left to fend for herself again under the great dad move, I guess. Yeah. You know, such a great dad. But yeah, so Elizabeth applied for a cashier job at a post exchange at Camp Cook. I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know if it's a real camp <laughs> or a place. Camp Cook. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't look it up, so yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I am just imagining imagining a place, like a village maybe called Camp Cook and not an actual like camp. Okay. But yeah. yeah that's <laughs> so, better than what I was imagining. <laughs> so yeah, she actually won a beauty contest there. And okay. I'm not surprised because she was really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but obviously at this point in her life, she was very emotionally vulnerable mm-hmm. just having been kicked out by her dad and yeah. like moving cities and stuff must yeah. have been really hard mm-hmm. and she was really desperate to find a permanent relationship which is basically she wanted to find someone to marry uh-huh. you know and yeah. like at the time I'm guessing 22 is pushing it if you're not married oh that's interesting I hadn't considered that yeah because <laughs> I know like right now at 25 when I went to India people yeah. constantly asked me when I would be getting married and someone assumed, someone in a store that I'd never met before, uh-huh. my grandparents knew him. Uh-huh. He'd come from the States. Okay. And, like, my grandparents were like, oh, you here? And then they started, like, talking to him. Uh-huh. And the first thing he said to me was, oh, you're here to, uh, like, get buy things for your marriage? I'm like, oh, what the hell? I'm like, why would you even assume that? No hi, no so, hello, nothing. Oh <laughs> But yeah, so I totally know, like, the pressure. Mm -hmm. I'm sure societal pressure was also part of the thing where she wanted to find someone Uh to marry. Maybe maybe that's what she wanted in life, but, you know. Maybe. So it was a bit of both, probably. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. So, but word spread that Mm -hmm. she was an easy girl. And I hate the word so much, easy girl. Like, it's 
so insulting and demeaning. It is. It and is. just because she wanted to find someone to marry. Like, yeah. I mean, like, it, and it's it's like, very, like, sexist, too. It is. Because you don't say easy man. Yeah. You don't. You call him a player. Yeah. And but, it's usually a good thing. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, not a, like um, among social circles. Yeah. If somebody is, like, gets a lot of girls. That's a yeah. good thing. But, like, yeah, a exactly. girl. Hey, You're like, a slut. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Moving on. Because <laughs> I could go on about it forever. Yeah. But, yeah, so she was very uncomfortable at the camp after this for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Yeah. And she spent most of her nights at home. And eventually it got too much for her. And then she left the town, I guess, camp, the camp, uh-huh. <laughs> to live with a friend in Santa Barbara. Okay. And one night in September of 1943, mm-hmm. Elizabeth and her friends were out drinking and things got a little too rowdy, as okay. they usually do when people are drunk, you yeah. know. And the owners of the restaurant or the place where they were at mm-hmm. called the police. And because Elizabeth was underage at the time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And okay. she'd been drinking. She okay. was booked and take fingerprinted and stuff. And okay. she wasn't charged, thankfully. Because mm-hmm. the police officer kind of felt bad for her because she was so young. Uh-huh. And he was like, I'm going to send you back to Massachusetts to your okay. mom. So she was sent back to Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth didn't can, like Can it they there. do that? I'm I'm guessing if she's a kid. Right. But, like, but is that their jurisdiction? Like, can they tell a kid to go back to, like... I don't know if they told her different... or, like, sent her back purposefully. But I'm just, maybe he suggested and she agreed. And okay, then, yeah. You but know. Because I was imagining, yeah. like, you have to go back over <laughs> this one drinking, like, demeanor. Yeah. Probably yeah. probably not forcefully. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing, like, he kind of nudged her in the right direction. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's, so, because yeah. he felt bad for her. And he yeah. obviously did feel bad for her because he didn't charge her. Right. Like, yeah. and he did want, uh, like, good future for her, I guess. Yeah. So, he yeah. sent her back to her mom. Yeah. Okay. So, obviously, Elizabeth didn't like Massachusetts because she left there uh-huh. for, for a reason, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, so, she came back to California not long after. And then... In All about a- the Cali Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then in L.A., um, she met a pilot named mm-hmm. Lieutenant Gordon Fickling, and they fell in love. Mm-hmm. But, unfortunately, her um, boyfriend, I guess, because they weren't engaged. Uh-huh. So, her boyfriend was shipped out to Europe. This is crazy. And then nothing um, really went anywhere because okay. obviously he was not, you know. Yeah. But yeah. But no, no, no. it's crazy because she's so young. Yeah. Like, I just, to me, like, I'm imagining somebody who's like maybe like late 20s. Yeah. No. Now, yeah. Because like, now, because now the norm, norm is yeah. like wanting exactly. a serious relationship in exactly. like late 20s. Exactly. She was like underage when she was drinking. So yeah. she was probably like less, like, like yeah. you know, younger than 18. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what uh, the young drinking age. And uh, drinking age on the state is twenty one or twenty. Okay, so she but she was still relatively young. And, yeah, like, but maybe at the time it was like different. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it was like nineteen or something, and then Who she knows? was like yeah. whatever it was. She was underage. Yeah. So, okay. but yeah, now she's back in LA and mm-hmm. they're in love. And but he shipped off, so it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. So um, she took a few modeling jobs here and there, but she didn't like what she was doing. Mm-hmm. She wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. So she went to Medford for holidays mm-hmm. and then later decided to move to Miami to live with a few of her relatives. Okay. Um, and then she began dating again. She met another pilot mm-hmm. named Major Matt Gordon. And okay. then they were in love again. And he actually promised to marry her. Mm-hmm. But um, he was sent to India. Mm-hmm. And then... He was kind of killed in action in India. And then Elizabeth was left heartbroken again. Oh. And I feel like she had the worst luck. Because this yeah. is so sad. Like, oh, she's, yeah. yeah. And she's young. So yeah. Like, and, like, it impacts so it you. Yeah, on, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, she had a period of mourning and stuff. Um, but she slowly began to recover. And then tried to get back to her old self mm-hmm. by contacting some of her old friends. So, one of her old friends was Gordon Fickling. So, mm-hmm. this time, he'd come back from Europe. Yeah. And he was her ex-boyfriend. Um, yeah. So, she basically saw him as a replacement for Matt. And uh-huh. then, soon, she fell in love with him again. Okay. And she would visit him when he was in town. And they uh, then, um, she agreed to join him in Long Beach before she moved to California just to pursue her dream. But, like, okay. you know, she was like, I'll meet you before that. Okay. Um, so Elizabeth left for LA in December, on December 8th, um, 1946. Mm-hmm. So this was around a month before her body was found. Okay. Um, 
uh, to take a bus to San Diego. Her friend, <laughs> who uh, she'd been staying with, said that uh, she'd been worried about something before she left mm-hmm. for San Diego. Mm-hmm. And apparently one night when he'd come home, mm-hmm. she had been sitting and crying. And she was saying that she had to get out of there and that she was scared. Okay. And this is really weird because, we, as we know, she was later murdered. So maybe mm-hmm. this had something to do with why she'd been murdered. But who knows? Because there's no proof know, for so, this. It sounds like, because, again, I'm factoring age and everything. And that I, it sounds like she was just having a hard time. Yeah. Like, adjusting. Yeah. she kept moving. It and makes she sense. she had, like, relationships yeah. that fell through. So she was probably just feeling, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. overwhelmed. Exactly. So that may, maybe it's that, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Elizabeth um, in San Diego befriended mm-hmm. Dorothy French, mm-hmm. who apparently offered Elizabeth a place to stay at, at her mom's house. Mm-hmm. And when she found, and this was because she found Elizabeth sleeping on one of the seats in the evening at a theater that she worked at. Mm-hmm. And this is so sad. Like, it is. I just, I can't think about this yeah. girl's life. It's just so sad. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, um, so she, and Elizabeth actually did accept um, Dorothy's offer. And she ended up staying at her mom's place for over a month. Okay. So this is now just before the murder. We're jumping to that now. Uh-huh. So Elizabeth had been doing some housework for Dorothy's mom. Okay. But she, she still continued her dating habits. And I hate that they use dating habits as some kind of, like, negative thing. Yeah. Like, she's young. Like, yeah. her, like you know. She's someone exactly. who's living her life. Yeah. 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 And she would party and stuff. Yeah. So, and God forbid a woman have a good time, yeah. you know. Because <laughs> yeah. you can't, as a woman, you cannot. You just have to stay home and clean the house and cook and, you know, mm-hmm. be yeah. a good wife. But whatever. Okay. <laughs> Back to the story. So, but yeah, um, one of the men that she was really enamored with was named Robert Manley. Okay. And he was a salesman in L.A. And get this, he yeah. had a pregnant wife at home. So, if anyone's shitty here, it's him. Yeah. If he's, he's flirting he's around shady. with other yeah. men. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he said that he thought Elizabeth was attractive, but he'd uh-huh. never, like, slept with her. Pursued. So Okay. Yeah. So, that's what... And then they saw each other on and off for a few weeks. But, like, there was nothing physical there. Okay, sure. So, (laughs) exactly. And then Elizabeth asked him for a ride back to Hollywood and Uh uh, one day. And then he agreed. And he picked her up from Dorothy's mom's house. Okay. On January 8th, 1947. And he paid for a hotel that night. And Mm -hmm. they went to party. And then got back to the hotel room, and he said that Elizabeth fell asleep on the chair, and he fell asleep on the bed, okay. and nothing really happened. And then the next morning, he mm-hmm. had an appointment, so he left early. Mm-hmm. But later, he went back during uh, the afternoon to mm-hmm. pick up Elizabeth, okay. and she said that she was going back to Massachusetts, but okay. needed to meet her married sister at B- the Biltmore Hotel in Hollywood okay. before she would head back home. Okay, you know. So Robert drove her there, and they left. And like, and then he left immediately after he just because he said he had an appointment at six thirty. Mm-hmm. And then when he saw her last, she was making a phone call from the hotel lobby, mm-hmm. and Robert Manley and the hotel employees were the last people to see Elizabeth alive. So okay. she disappeared from the Biltmore Hotel. Okay, so she never met yeah. her sister. Yeah, she never met her sister. Okay. So uh, the LAPD think that Elizabeth's killer was the only person who saw her after January 9th, 1947. Okay. And right. yeah, so she was missing for six days before from the Biltmore Hotel before mm-hmm. her body was found okay. on January 15th, 1947 by wow. Betty. Yeah. So she, like, moved around a lot. A lot. A lot. Her yeah. life was really tragic messy. for someone so young. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. was tragic and, like, messy. And, yeah. Like, just, yeah. Yeah. And it must have taken a toll on her men- yeah. mentally. Because you, one thing, you're already young. And you're yeah. so vulnerable to, like, all of these changes. Mm-hmm. To have it come from your family kind of blows from your family. Mm-hmm. It's just, it takes, like, it makes it even harder. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. like, I was, so my sister was telling me that there's this new study that came mm-hmm. out where when you're younger and you have, I think there's, like, six traumatic experiences. So I think six is, like, the bar. Um, so if you have six traumatic experiences when you're young, then apparently your lifespan decreases by 20 years. Oh, my God. And she sounds like she had a lot. A lot. Of trauma- yeah, yeah, traumatic experiences. And 
Um, it also, like, the finding also said that your kids, so mm-hmm. if she had kids, then mm-hmm. their life would also be lessened oh just God. by her having that trauma when she was younger. Because it changes your genes. Yeah. So, like, that's so, like, That's crazy. horrible. Yeah. And, like, so she probably would have had a shorter lifespan anyway. Yeah. Like, considering. Like, uh, longer than yeah. Longer than what this for sure. did. Yeah, but, but yeah. it didn't sound like there was any, like, there was a point in her life where she was feeling, like, settled. Yeah, exactly. So that makes it even worse, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. yeah. So, but the aut- autopsy done mm-hmm. on her body revealed that there were multiple lacerations to her face and head. And there was no sperm present on the body because mm-hmm. the murderer had washed the body clean. Mm-hmm. And there was there were a number of cuts on her pubic area in a crisscross pattern. Mm-hmm. And her pubic hair had been removed by hand. This is like... I was reading this and oh, I was like... It gives me like... Yeah, oh, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, they were able to determine most of this stuff um, that was done to her was post-mortem. Which is sad, but at least she didn't suffer as much as she could have yeah. suffered, you yeah. know. So the severing of her body had been done post-mortem. Mm-hmm. So she didn't Suffer. die from being cut open mm-hmm. alive. Yeah. So the official cause of death was hemorrhage and shock due to concussion of the brain and lacerations to the face. So the lacerations, the cuts mm-hmm. done to her face were done while she was alive. So she still like was probably in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And that's how she died. Yeah. So I covered her background because a lot of the newspapers that um at the time yeah um they were very rude about her of course um, I that's can, the I way can that's the way I can put it it was very rude I can um because they referred to her as the girl with loose morals mm-hmm. um they called her a prostitute mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with sex work if you are doing it for like because you want to do it yeah yeah you know but mm-hmm. um it's just I don't know it's just considered lowly in these minds yeah. Like, of people i guess so they're like, very they're unkind to her yeah. so yeah so i just want i just wanted to cover her background mm-hmm. to say that she was like every other person yeah she wasn't any different mm-hmm. and you know just and it's it's just irrelevant and yeah well, like, it's just not fair to her and her yeah. character is irrelevant and it's not like general yeah like, regardless yeah, yeah even if she was a sex yeah. worker she didn't deserve this and it would just like it exactly. would be just as tragic exactly yeah. Exactly. So, um, why is she referred to as the Black Dahlia? I didn't know about mm-hmm. this, so kind of the site covered this, so which was perfect because we didn't have to use any other site. <laughs> <laughs> and laziness is peak yeah. for me. So Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, um at the time the newspapers used to give all the female murder victims these like quirky names. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. That's so good. It's like so weird. And the purpose, it just sounds like they're sensationalized. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so the LA Times reported that um customers at a drugstore in Long Beach um called Elizabeth Short the Black Dahlia mm-hmm. as a joke in reference to a movie that had been released like on nine months before apparently, okay. The Blue Dahlia. So um and like Elizabeth used to go to this uh drugstore very often uh-huh. and they all like the customers there remembered her black hair and mm-hmm. black clothes and her fair complexion. Okay. So like this is where the nickname came from. Okay. And then somehow and some journalist must have caught wind of this and oh. used it in their article and then that this name just stuck. Became a thing. Yeah. Okay. So now we are going to move on to analyzing the killer. Mm -hmm. So there's two theories. Yeah. So the first theory is that Elizabeth had never met her killer Mm -hmm. uh, before she was killed, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, the second theory is that she'd known her killer beforehand. Uh And the police like this option because most of the time it is someone that you know. know. Yeah, yeah. So because a lot of also because a lot of the mutilations um, done on Elizabeth's Mm -hmm. body were signs of personal vendetta. Uh-huh. So the FBI criminal profiler John Douglas believed that the killer must have known Elizabeth or mm-hmm. had an emotional attachment to her mm-hmm. because the violent act done to her body and the way she was left on public display would indicate that he wanted the world to see Elizabeth for who he thought she was and okay. or who he thought, like, all the, her wrongdoings on display, whatever uh, he believed yeah. it to be, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what the FBI prof- criminal profiler mm-hmm. believes. Um. So now the evidence mm-hmm. on um, January 23rd, 1947, the examiner, this newspaper gets so much, <laughs> wasn't, the, yeah. wasn't the Zodiac Killer also contacting them? 
I don't know, but I there's something about like just newspaper having so like newspapers having so much power that blows my mind. Yeah, because yeah. they're literally trash today. <laughs> like, exactly. I don't understand why somebody would do that. <laughs> so the examiner got um a call from a man claiming to be Elizabeth Short's killer. And he said that he was upset with the way the story was being told by the papers mm-hmm. and offered to mail her belongings to them as proof that he was the killer. And apparently the next day, the examiner got a package with a letter made up from magazine clippings mm-hmm. and an anonymous sent. Like it was from an anonymous, anonymous <laughs> sender. I need to say that five times. <laughs> but... Uh, so the package had her birth certificate, mm-hmm. her business cards, um, f- a bunch of photos, mm-hmm. and an address book with the name Mark Hansen on the cover. And Mark Hansen was her friend, if you can remember. Okay. Um, and this is how he became one of the prime suspects. Mm-hmm. So Elizabeth's handbag and shoes were also found on the same day in a trash can um, a few miles from where her body was found mm-hmm. in the lot. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of strange because... It's just, like, the very same day. So, the killer must have been nearby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Robert Manley, also Elizabeth's friend, mm-hmm. um, he identified these, uh, like, the handbag and the shoe as belonging to her. Okay. And from what it could be, like, what they could assume, it was, like, the killer was probably within walking distance from the lot and the trash can area. Okay. So, I don't know if they could have done, like, a manhunt in between or he would have left okay really Probably, quickly yeah. but yeah but yeah so that's what they're thinking that he was in the area at the time okay so more letters with magazine clippings were mm-hmm. sent to the newspaper and the police um but most of these were hoaxes mm-hmm. as that happened with the zodiac killer right. too yeah because there's shitheads that like to take credit for these things so for fun yeah. i don't get i don't understand that mentality why would you want to go to jail all. um for 10 plus years or for life, potentially. Exactly, exactly. For faking or like claiming to do something you didn't even like, do. Like, are something you that desperate? Are you that desperate and for attention? And your res- reputation. Exactly. And like, you literally will never be a fully like part of society <laughs> again. If you like, yep. it's just like, it's. That mentality, I don't think I get it. I don't yeah. want to get it. But and it's yeah. like self-sabotage for like five minutes of fame. Exactly. Which, by the way, you It's get, infamy, not fame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, please, like, sort your life That's out. That's like, like desperation for attention. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so one letter actually out of all the hoax letters was, believe, uh, was believed to be true. And it said that I, I will give up in the Dahlia killing if I get 10 years. Mm-hmm. Don't try to find me. This is so fucking asshole type thing. Yeah. This this kind of shit, like, is the worst. Yeah. Because, like, why go contact the newspaper and be like, don't try to find me? Yeah. You clearly want the attention. You want yeah. to be found. Yeah, yeah. You know? But, yeah. Yeah, Oops. that was the case that I covered mm-hmm. up to her murder. Yeah. It was horrifying and sad. That yes. someone very, with a mind tragic. like this could do this to someone. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 So now we're going to move on to the suspects that you're going to cover. Yes, I will. And I have wasted <laughs> some paper. And Thank you. you. <laughs> so I will use this instead. Yes. Okay. So um, moving on to the suspects, um, just some general facts. So you know how you said that it's usually people that they know. Um, so that was interesting. And I guess she was a very social person. Mm-hmm. So, they ended up actually having 192 suspects. That is, whoa. <laughs> it's a lot. That is a lot. Super. Yeah, yeah. Um, And this is, so, 192 suspects and 60 confessors. So, 60 people. <laughs> what? <laughs> that wanted to ruin their life. And 60 people that said, hey, I did it. This was me. I will never get that. I just, it's so ridiculous to me because why? Why would you do that? Like, Please, like, it makes no sense. You're, okay, first of all, this poor girl is not getting justice. Second of all, you're, like, it's just, it's so frustrating. Okay. And so 60 people confessed. Um, 23 of those were, okay, potentially viable suspects. But the rest were all just clearly BS, okay? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so they started on leads. Okay, so first it was like, okay, let's interview everyone Elizabeth knew. So a lot mm-hmm. of the people that you mentioned mm-hmm. um, were suspects. The first mm-hmm. one was Mark Hansen yeah. because um, in the package that the examiner got, he was basically... Um, he, there was an address book with his name on it. Okay. Okay, so that was... He was the first mm-hmm. suspect. But, okay, here's what I find weird. Um, why, so, like, if you were the killer, um, I'm assuming you don't want to be found that quickly. <laughs> and so if you sent the belongings... It sounds very sabotage Yeah. And so if you sent, like, um, belongings, including, like, your, your name, name, that's yeah. so, like... You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I don't know why you would do that. So I would have ruled him out immediately just because <laughs> that's stupid. Exactly. And I don't think it's legit. So anyways, they, yeah. um, so he was a prime suspect. Mm-hmm. And uh, they thought because of the body that had been cut in two, they thought that the murder was of someone with a medical background mm-hmm. or somebody who could have, like, yeah. had the knowledge yeah. to do that. Um, I'm going to talk about the original suspects that are still suspects today. Because trust me, there's a huge list. Yeah, and I don't to go into it. Yeah, um, and already there's like a lot to cover. Yeah. So I'm going to go through the original ones first. So Mark Hansen, um, the guy, basically the first thing was the address book with mm-hmm. his name on it. Uh, he was also a friend of another suspect who was Patrick, but we'll get into that later. So Mark Hansen was the owner of a nightclub that Elizabeth went to, and basically she lived at his home for a bit. Also with his girlfriend, which I find weird. So she was friends uh, or roommates with his his girlfriend. Okay. Okay. And so they lived together in his home. Okay. Okay. So yeah. And so he was one of the last people who uh, spoke to Elizabeth on the phone before she disappeared. And he was the last person that she called. It wasn't the other way. Oh, from the hotel lobby. Was it? I don't know. Because she, uh, um, well, she was seen by Robert Manley. Yeah. In the hotel lobby talking to someone on the phone. Okay, well, I'm assuming that was right. So she called him. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be he called her, Her. but she called him. Um, and there wasn't information of what she talked about, but that was basically the last person she called, so the police was like, okay, that's interesting. But also, again, if, I wouldn't be a suspect, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because it was, like, The name makes it too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, just, no. Um, Okay, so his reasoning for the address book um, being with her, part of her belongings was that he had given it to her as a gift. Okay. So that was kind of... But why was his name on it? That's such a, like... It was, it was his before, and then he oh, gave it to her as gift. Because he didn't want it anymore. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. So I've done like, that. Yeah. Um, and he had no criminal record or history of violence. So when I was reading this, I was like, no. Because this is just way too yeah. easy and clear yeah. cut. And just, I don't mm. think it's possible. So for me personally, I'm no. not. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the second uh, suspect was Dr. George Hodel. And he basically was, uh, I think he had two prior molestation charges, but he had, he was acquitted. Okay. So he had a little bit of a criminal history, if you can call it that. And so, um, the, uh, police put him on surveillance because they were like, okay, maybe, but again, it's not clear why, because Mm -hmm. I mean, just having those charges alone wouldn't make you Mm -hmm. a suspect. But anyways, he was pretty much under surveillance. Uh, so he, they put like two mics in his house 24 seven, which is terrifying. (laughs) That is scary. <laughs> it is. And it's just super terrifying. Yeah. And, like, just, no. But then I get it. Like, it's, yeah. you know, necessary. Um, so, obviously, they heard a lot of weird things. So, they heard him, like, having sex with um, his secretary and, like, you know. Oh but that God. was, like, you know, that was fine. But, you know, there were two really interesting things that they heard. So, he was talking to his secretary in this one. And this was kind of like just the uh, second half of a sentence. And I'm going to quote it, what he said. So he said, um, dot, 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 like, realized there was nothing I could do. Put a pillow over her head and cover her, um, cover her. And then he said, cover her with a blanket and then get a taxi. Expired 1259. They thought there was something fishy. Anyway, now they may have figured it out. Killed her. Okay, oh. so these are all like so like snippets, jumbled, yeah, 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 jumbled like parts of like what he was saying. So that was really like weirdly incriminating because he's talking about obviously mm. killing someone and like strangling them. 
And then the second one. So he's a murderer regardless if he yeah. murdered Dolly or Who he, he was referring else. to, yeah. Yeah. And then the second thing, he actually explicitly mentioned the Black Dahlia. Mm-hmm. So he said, supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia, they couldn't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead, okay? Oh my god. So he was like confessing. Like he was, yeah. well, well, he said suppose, but like it yeah. was pretty much a confession. Um, and what happened was apparently he, his secretary had overdosed mm-hmm. and died, but I don't believe that. That it was I like, do not believe it. I feel like yeah. he murdered her too. Yeah, and also apparently she was going to blackmail him. And what he was doing was he was running like uh, illegal sort of like business with his mm-hmm. medical skills. Yeah. He was misdiagnosing patients and billing them for unnecessary procedures oh my and prescriptions. God. I feel like it's him. And <laughs> I feel like it's him. <laughs> Just right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. Um, Elizabeth may have been a victim of that, where, like, she was being misdiagnosed, and the secretary knew about it, so she was going to come out and tell somebody, mm-hmm. so there was this whole thing of, like, she might have been oh, blackmailed okay. slash killed, mm-hmm. and, yeah, so, apparently, also, Elizabeth knew a George, okay. we're not sure if it was, it was George Hodel, okay. but, um, people, like, friends of Elizabeth recalled, uh, her, like, a Georgie coming mm-hmm. over to her house mm-hmm. often, or her apartment, mm-hmm. And so that was something that people mm-hmm. were like, okay, maybe. Wasn't he also one of the ones whose son, like, came out years later and was like, oh, my dad, I think my dad did this yes. matter? Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, I had to check. He was a prime mm-hmm. suspect of that. He basically said that they'll never be able to prove I did that murder. It's wonder- 100% of him. <laughs> I believe <Yeah>. this. <laughs> okay, so, and then his son, so what you're talking about. So his son wrote the book. Uh, Black Dahlia, a genius for murder. Mm-hmm. And after reading this book, the deputy that was in charge of the Black Dahlia case said that, okay, this is exactly like a hundred percent what happened and we finally solved yeah. it. But then a lot of people were like, no, because he never really followed up on the facts in the book. They were okay. kind of just taken as facts. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. they were like, oh, maybe he did this or he did this. But yeah. then the people reading it were like, oh, this definitely happened a hundred percent. So I don't know. Um, people are saying that, you know, it wasn't really credible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was basically yeah. Hodel, right? Okay. George Hodel. Because apparently from what I was reading, like mm-hmm. I was uh, reading this other thing. Yeah. Because I was super interested in the suspect. Yeah. But um, so he had like a secret room in his house where the kids weren't allowed to go and stuff. Did he? Yeah. I do not where he per- performed, like you said, he did all uh-huh. these like illegal shit. Yeah. So he probably performed like operations on patients I mean, illegally. Probably. Yeah. And like I'm assuming maybe... Yeah. This is my guess, that maybe so, she went to see him, and then something went wrong. Yeah, you and know? he's definitely one of the sketchy ones. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then, so the second one was also a doctor, which makes sense, because the police thought it was somebody with a medical mm-hmm. history. So the second guy was Dr. Patrick Riley, or O'Reilly, and he had been convicted of sexual assault uh, for almost beating his secretary to death. Oh my god. Um, you know, so he had a history of violent crime, um, and... Those are the three mm. kind of suspects that are still suspects right now. Mm. And they were um, originally suspects, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when this all happened. Mm-hmm. And then there's some new suspects, which basically are suspects because, like, a little while after, somebody came forth with something. You know okay. what I mean? So way after the entire case okay. was, like, kind of closed. Mm-hmm. So the new suspects, you have uh, George Knowlton. Mm-hmm. And he basically um, became a suspect only when his daughter also wrote a book about him. <laughs> And oh, his name is George too, and so is the other guy. Yeah, oh my god, it's so weird, right? Like, yeah. okay, so doctors, Georges, yeah. and like secretaries, and like kids writing books all come <laughs> together in this like weird it's a theme mashup. Yeah, so he basically, um, his daughter Janice wrote uh, the book Daddy Was the Black Dahlia Killer. Mm-hmm. So very weird. And basically, she said that she saw her father beat Elizabeth, like, saw her. Oh. Um, so, uh, saw him beat her with a claw hammer in the garage and that he, so her father asked her to help him dispose of the Oh my God. Okay. So she said that was she, she saw this. this time? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so apparently she was like, I think she was like 10 or 11 or like super young. And she knew that the two of them were having an affair and that she had actually been to Elizabeth's apartment and her dad told, um, her to call Elizabeth uh, Aunt Betty. Oh. So so apparently they were really close. 
And I think this is I think this is also incredible. Yeah, and also, uh, so Elizabeth's friend, rem- like, remembered, again, Georgie that mm-hmm. came to visit her mm-hmm. apartment. And so now they don't know if it's the doctor George or, yeah. or if it's George. But Dalton. honestly, I feel like the way her body was cut uh-huh. with such precision, it can't be just any random yeah. George. Yeah. You know, it was that doctor. I don't Maybe. know. I just, I feel like it, it might have been that doctor. Maybe, more yeah, than yeah. This George. I think so. Although he's also very suspicious. And but the thing is the only thing here is that the friend um who recalled seeing a George at her apartment gave a physical description and it matched this guy perfectly. Oh and it didn't match this guy? Yeah, and it didn't match the other guy. Mm. But that still wasn't like enough to convict him. Yeah. But yeah. So and then so this happened, but then um Apparently, Janice passed away at 64 oh. because of an overdose, um, an accidental or, like, her so They don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But her sex, her stepsister mm-hmm. uh, basically said that the book was trash, the book that she wrote about her oh dad. Um, and she said that it wasn't true. Um, and, like, the things that she said were just kind of lies because um, she had lived with her father that, like, was suspected of killing Elizabeth for 16 years. So she's Mm -hmm. like, there's no way he could have done that. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, she was like, it wasn't true. It just was extra drama that put, like, a strain on the family. Mm Because, obviously, if you suspect your dad, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that was basically Mm -hmm. uh, George Knowlton. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't know, I still think it's the doctor. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, but I really wonder who this guy, who this guy, sorry, who this girl Janice saw when she was like, because she described when actually, she was a kid, yeah, yeah, like yeah. seeing him beat Elizabeth. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, what did you see? Yeah, or I don't understand. Okay, anyways, and then you have this guy. I kind of find um, really funny, almost. That's why <laughs> I kind of mentioned him here. Uh, so his name was Joseph A. Dumais, mm-hmm. and he was a false confessor, and the police mm-hmm. kind of ruled this out. So yeah. he's not even a suspect. Yeah. I just want to mention him. So he basically told officers that he had dated Elizabeth and then blacked out for several days, um, gotten drunk and, like, you know, completely lost his memory. And to him, this was when he murdered Elizabeth. Oh, my God. Okay. But you were blacked out, so how do you know? Yeah, so he just he just was <laughs> like, that's me. Out. Like, he saw it on the news and, like, oh, my gosh, I don't remember it, but it's me. This is, um, like, fame more. Right? Yeah, like, <laughs> actually. Yeah, so he basically was like, oh, I killed Elizabeth Short. Um, however, he was physically not at the location that she oh, was at. Like, he was stationed, like, far away. Okay? Yes, bullshit. So, yeah, so it was crazy. And then, apparently, he told, he went around telling people that he was in detention because he was in the army. So, he went around telling people that he was detained because he killed Elizabeth. Uh-huh. Um, sure. And then the police are like, no, you weren't. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, you clearly weren't. Isn't that, like, defaming yourself? Like, I don't know what his deal was. I don't get it. Because he was so adamant, too. And so, like, he still, like, claims that he, like, <laughs> oh you know. God, and here's the thing. He claimed that he married her in 1937, which would make Elizabeth 12. Oh, my God. She would be 12 years old, okay? So. I don't. I, yeah. So, cl- I guess fellowship. No, no, no. He's, like, mentally, like, yeah. arranged, right? There's something wrong with him. And the police was clearly, like, they knew it was a farce, yeah. but it was just ridiculous that like, he was so adamant. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. So I that feel was bad the for the police, like, working these Oh, cases. right? Because then you're like, oh, it's serious, and then exactly. you're like, uh, I don't know. And then, like, someone like this shows up. And, and you're like, ruins uh, all your theories. Exactly. Um, okay, so now, this is, this is kind of really interesting. So this guy is Ed Burns, okay? Mm-hmm. And I thought this was really, really, like, intriguing. So they found pictures of Elizabeth, um, with an unidentified man. So when the police okay. were doing their investigation, they mm-hmm. found, you know, a bunch of pictures with her friends, and, like, you know, one of them was this person that nobody knew mm-hmm. who he was, okay? Mm-hmm. So, now, okay, so this man was supposedly Ed Burns. Mm-hmm. Um... But the only reason we know that is because there was a writer who kind of deducted and he solved, he tried solving this case on his own based on what the newspapers released. What a smart Well, yeah, we'll see. So so basically he wrote to the LAPD Mm -hmm. and he was reading these newspapers and he's like, he wrote saying that I know who killed Elizabeth, okay? Oh. Based on his own research that was Mm -hmm. completely independent, okay? Mm -hmm. 
So he said that it was Ed Burns, the guy that killed Elizabeth, right? Um, he said, so he again wrote to the LAPD. This is what he said the story was, okay? According to him, Elizabeth was apparently obsessed with the murder of Suzanne Degenen, who basically had been uh, kidnapped when she was six years old and also, like, murdered Mm -hmm. brutally. So she was a child and her body parts were dismembered and, like, thrown in sewers, right? So apparently Elizabeth became really obsessed with this case, and this case was really widely, like, publicized and Mm -hmm. sensationalized by the media. So she started, so she read a story about her and then became, like, infatuated with the gory details of it, okay? Mm -hmm. So then, through this... all of us with, like, the true crime community. Yeah. Um, so then, when she was, like, really, like, into this, she met a man named Ed Burns. Okay, and remember, this is all this guy saying that this is how it happened. So she met a man named Ed Burns, who was a med student, and he would essentially give her money and listen to her stories and, like, pretend to be really interested. Mm-hmm. And by her stories, it basically meant, like, stories of, like, how she's obsessed with this. Yeah. This one case that so happened. So basically, like, a counseling session? Kind, kind of, of, yeah. Okay. But then also, I think there might have been, like, they might have had sexual relations. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. It wasn't mm-hmm. explicit, but I think, like, mm-hmm. that's what was happening. So, apparently, Ed Burns became, like, she basically drove him crazy because that's all she talked about was Suzanne Dengen and oh. her killer, okay? Mm-hmm. So... He started to think, Ed Burns, started to think that she's idolized her killer, Suzanne's killer, um, more than him. So he wanted to, like, sort of, like, show her that, like, that could also happen. Like, and so basically, apparently, um, the place where Suzanne Dengen's body was found, Elizabeth supposedly drew, uh, made him drive around the block just because she was so, like, obsessed with it. The, The people are saying that Ed Burns killed Elizabeth. Because he wanted to sort of like, like it was a weird like homage to Suzanne Dengen. Yeah. I so just, basically, he mutilated her body the same way Suzanne Dengen's had been mutilated. Oh. Okay. So this is the, but, but this is all speculation, right? So this, this is this guy that's writing in saying yeah. that this is what's happening. Okay. So the author who wrote into the LAPD said that Ed Burns committed suicide two months after Elizabeth's murder. And he wrote a suicide note, okay? So to so he wrote a suicide note, which was published in all the newspapers, okay? And this is what it's... To whom it may concern, I have waited for the police to capture me for the Black Dahlia killing, but have not, okay? I am too much of a coward to turn myself in, so this is the best way out for me. I couldn't hi- help myself for that or this. Sorry, Mary. Oh, okay, so Mary. I don't know. <laughs> But this is what he wrote, okay, in his suicide note. And later they deciphered it and it spelled out Ed Burns, which was his name. Oh. Okay, so, and there's a picture of this and it's really oh. interesting because this was public. Wait, this person was real? Yeah. Or did the author make this up? So people, okay, so there's people saying that the author was actually Ed, Ed Burns. Burns. Yeah, so people are saying that because how else would you know yeah, such a exactly. job, right? Uh, but then there are also people saying that there was another Ed Burns. And the police actually found a body mm-hmm. and likely identified him to be the man in the photo. Okay. Uh, but they didn't know that, that was, if that was Ed Burns. Okay. Okay. So there okay. was, so they, they saw this yeah. photo because the author explicitly said that, mm-hmm. you know, that's Ed Burns. Yeah. But they didn't know, like, who that man was. He mm-hmm. was unidentified, okay? But... Uh, but, like, it is very likely that that was Ed Burns, or yeah. that could be Ed Burns. Can we uh, post a picture of this on Instagram? Yeah, this I, I saved it. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so then, here's the thing. People say that this was actually, like, straightforward, and mm-hmm. that what the author said, and, like, the Ed Burns character that the author wrote about was real, mm-hmm. and that the police actually solved it, but then they also said that the police just denied not having solved the case yeah. at all. Because then it would be really crappy policing. Because, again, they found this photo, Mm -hmm. and they didn't really look into this man. But if they had, then they would have uh, likely seen that it was Ed Burns, and then they would have found it before he committed suicide. But, like, he ever existed. Like, there are so many cases where shitty police work comes out, and they still solve it you know like they're they don't have anything to gain from keeping it like i guess but but i can kind of see it because it was so publicized Hmm. and like people were so into this that they couldn't be like oh we missed this thing or we missed this one lead because again if they had like tried to figure out who it was i mean with the zodiac killer yeah 
You know where like he li- they literally spoke to him. Yeah, that came out, and they yeah. still continued like you know. Yeah, to, so. they that came out, so like they continued the investigation. But I feel yeah. like if they could solve it, they would. Yeah, I'd like to believe that. At least, I know. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. But, yeah. So, I mean, people are saying that again. This was they had solved it, but officially, the police never mm-hmm. closed the case because mm-hmm. they didn't want to. It's a cold case. Yeah, because so, yeah. they'll get like a bad reputation yeah. for saying that they missed this. Yeah. Thing. Okay. So this was really interesting. To yeah. Because again, it's like, does he even exist? First of all. Yeah. Exactly. And if he did, then you know that he was likely the killer. Mm-hmm. So you know. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Um, and then the last suspect, which again, I kind of like like zeroed because yeah. he, I, I just didn't think it was him yeah. was the Ro- Robert Red Manley mm-hmm. just because like he was the last person yeah, then, to see her yeah. yeah that she was seen with mm-hmm. he was the first suspect in the case again mm-hmm. because he was the last person um and he had dropped her off at the hotel but again he had an alibi that was really solid and he passed like lie detector exactly and also I just don't think it's him because he yeah. dropped her off exactly. like it doesn't make a lot of sense to like come back and yeah like, and he publicly see yeah right like yeah. it's just and he had an appointment at 6 30 that he said yeah like, he was going for i'm sure he had it yeah and it doesn't take like i i don't know how long it would take to murder someone like yeah I'm sure it doesn't and, take. and like you wouldn't like want to be seen in the public exactly. anyway you yeah. know so like it was just yeah i'm sure it doesn't take two minutes yeah let's so just put it that way it takes a while i'm sure yeah. to kill someone exactly and cut them up and then put yeah. them there you know. So definitely not him. I yeah. kind of just ruled him out. So I think it was either George Hodel, which is yeah, uh, like also, or Ed Burns. I I, I feel like it's uh, two of those. Uh, someone from yeah. two. But yeah. I still I'm leaning towards George Hodel. I think so more, too. More than yeah. Ed Burns, because just because there's no proof. Yeah. Exactly. For Ed Burns. Yeah, ever he may existing. not even exist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's George Hodel. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. I think so too. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah, it sounds like it. No offense, but I also looked at his picture, and he seems really shady. Post his picture. I forgot yeah. what he looked like, but yeah, like, yeah. He just seems really shady. Yeah, for sure. And I think, because also, like, there was people that have, like, knew that she had a relationship with the George. Yeah. And, like, this exactly. guy is not far off. Yeah. So that's basically it. And yeah. he also, like, killed his secretary, maybe, like, nobody knows, but, like, he's very sketchy. He definitely And did. he totally incriminated himself. Yeah. Like, he's talking about killing exactly. Dahlia. So, it's like... And right. he, not only is he talking about it, like, all of his behavior is really shady. Yeah. One, he molested people. Yeah. Second, he's doing all this illegal shit. And third, like, he's talking about it. Yeah. So, it's just like, you know, it just points to him. I don't For know. sure. Yeah. So... That was the case of the Black Dahlia. Yeah, what do you guys think? Or, you know... What do you think did it? Is there somebody else completely... Exactly. You know, that you think... Because there were other suspects. There were so many. Yeah, yeah, there were so many. A hundred... Like, 129 to be exact. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so, um, that was the Black Dahlia. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I hope you had fun. Oh, wait. Before... Before we actually end this episode completely, mm-hmm. I want to end it on a good note. Okay. Because, um, uh, yesterday I was reading the news and mm-hmm. apparently, um, there's some good news in the true crime community, mm-hmm. finally. Apparently, this murder of... Uh, two young women that happened in Virginia Virginia Beach uh-huh. um, was solved. Oh, cool. Now and uh, and it was it happened in 1973. Oh my god! So uh, Janice Petropola and mm-hmm. Lynn Seethler, mm-hmm. um, they missed their checkout time at a cottage that they were staying in, mm-hmm. um, and an employee went to check their cottage mm-hmm. because they wanted to check them out. I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and then. To, he just wanted to see what was going on. Uh-huh. And he discovered their bodies mm-hmm. in the cottage. Um, and for years, investigations took place and stuff, like, was looked at, but, like, nothing yeah. really came of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was handed over to the cold case unit. Mm-hmm. But finally, after all these years, mm-hmm. they've arrested Ernest Broadnex, who's 80 years old. 80 oh years gosh. old. Okay. From New York City yeah. on Monday. So just like today's Wednesday, just two days ago, uh-huh. they arrested him, mm-hmm. and um, he faces two counts of second degree murder and one count of rape. Mm-hmm. And the cold case unit started to apparently follow a strong lead mm-hmm. last year, and they've used like all these forensic technology mm-hmm. 
to link him to the murder. Uh-huh. And so they haven't released any details about this mm-hmm. yet. But uh, this is definitely something that's happening, like, that's positive, that uh-huh. a case is being solved. Yeah. And a murder is being brought to justice, that's even cool. if it's 80 years old. I don't care. It's still a murder. That's so cool. It but yeah, so, so some, like, live news, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Hopeful. Like, yeah. I always wondered, why couldn't they just do it now? Like, because I'm yeah. pretty sure they still have, like, the Yeah, the they would have the evidence. Yeah. But, like, so. remember how with the Black Dahlia, yeah, like, how the media and, like, contem- people had contaminated, contaminated the yeah. crime scene. So yeah. it would make it really difficult, difficult. to solve it. Yeah, you fair know? enough. But, yeah. So cool. So at least there's some good news in the true crime community sometime, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's what I wanted to end it, end it on a positive that's yeah, so, that's yeah. Nice. yeah. This is very like dark. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um that's it for the episode. Yeah, thanks yeah. for listening. Thank you for listening. And I hope this is interesting. And kind of informational. If yeah. we uh, missed anything or if we messed Probably something up. Probably we did. Yeah, please yeah. let us know. Yeah, yeah. If we messed something up, especially, and then we'll make a correction the next episode. Follow, Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> And murderers, ghosts, and everything. All right, and our Instagram is also murderers, ghosts, it's and everything. Yeah. So follow us on there and yeah. listen to our episodes. Write into us if you feel so mm-hmm. inclined. Yeah, but yeah, sure. that's it for this episode. Bye.